Now I'm hearing a hum. I do hear a hum. Okay, wait. Is the hum away? No. Hum away, hum away. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just wrote a new song. <laughs> well, here's. All right. I got a frugal margarita. It's 10.41 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It's dark. And I'm not wearing sunglasses. Let me check the date. I have no idea. <laughs> the year is 2008. It's the 30th of July. And you're listening to Wasting Away on the North Coast by Skype. This is Amigo Schmo. And Greg. Who else is on? Mickey. And Mike in Texas. Greg, go ahead, Dave. I thought he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I already, I already said hello. Sorry. Hello. But where's Scott? Yeah, we're trying a new experiment since uh, two of you guys weren't able to make it to the bar, so we figured we'd just try Skype instead of having you both try and conference call on cell phones. Well, basically, we're trying to start a pod. <laughs> what is the, uh, is there any gospel from the coast? Well, the uh, the tour ended yesterday in Indianapolis. Not, I'm sorry, not the tour. The third leg of the tour ended yesterday in Indianapolis. But tonight, the uh, the big show to talk about is the Alpine Valley show from two Saturdays ago. Last night's show, as it turns out, my sister was there. The indie show. Yeah. Yes, and then we we had some up to the minute photos. Yep, sent on uh, some photos from uh, Len's cell phone, and I forwarded them on right away. So that was real, almost real time. Yeah, it was pretty cool to get your emails while I was listening to the show. Yeah. Okay. Somebody's got a TV going in the background. Yeah, Guess I got to turn the TV down. Here. Guess I forgot to say It's called Mute. All right, I'll put you on Mute. Not us. Don't put us on Mute. It's for your TV. No. Oops. He's not, he's not getting this. I'm getting my, I'm now I'm hearing my voice again. Can you not hear me? <laughs> I can hear you yeah, can and hear you. the TV in your background. I'm getting up to turn it off. <laughs> Not enough. Well, anyway, going back to when we... I believe when we recorded our last podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was July 19. July 19. That was the Alpine Valley show that we were listening to and Mickey was yep. recording, right? Yep. But uh, so, technically, hey, we recorded our podcast after the show. Because you guys were busy watching the Roger Klein simulcast. <laughs> Why don't we just change it to Roger Klein podcast and be done with it? <laughs> One of our all-star listeners in the in our uh, Wasting Away on the North Coast Listener Hall of Fame, listener Ed, chimed in the very next day with his a review of the Alpine Valley show. Actually, uh, he left us a couple messages on our Skype number, which uh, we haven't talked about our Skype number in a while. But I should mention, take the opportunity to mention that it's uh, 774-221-7346. And we also have a local Skype number for those people that actually live in the North Coast cast area. And that number is 734-274-5959. So that's a local call for our area. What was that local number again? 734-274-5959. That's easy to remember. That's why I chose it. I could not get 6969, unfortunately. That number was already taken. Of course. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, somebody's calling us. Should I answer? <laughs> yeah. Oh. See? You ruined it now. I didn't 
didn't realize that was going to happen. Yeah, I have to hang up on you. Joe put me on hold. <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing? He called the number. I didn't realize. I was calling the number. He hijacked the podcast just now. <laughs> but I wanted to say that before we actually get into the, into the uh, set list or anything like that, listener Ed actually called us from the venue and left a uh, voicemail message on the phone numbers that I just gave. Hello there, this is Lister Ed reporting in from the Jimmy Buffett concert at Alpine Valley. It's about 15 minutes before Jimmy takes the stage. A lot of reporting, let's know all is going well. And, uh, that's about it. <laughs> Very cool. Then he called us again uh, after the show for a, a couple follow-up words. Hi, this is Lister Ed calling in post uh, Jimmy Buffett concert at Alpine Valley. Um, basically, listener Ed is speechless. I don't even know where to start. Um, the show is incredible. Um, Fingers Taylor and the Juke Joint Duo, let's just say you had to be there to see it. So, now full review to follow. Good night. It's pretty oh, cool okay. to put a voice to a uh, um, a name now. He, besides the voicemails, he also left, a, left us a good written review of the mm-hmm. show. And... He's been so kind to do this, I feel bad pointing this out, but he spelled Buffett with one T in the concert <laughs> review. It's uh, probably all the, in, in the excitement of uh, getting that all down. It was probably over. Exactly. Don't feel bad, Listener. Don't feel bad, Listener. They're ruthless to everybody. And don't rip on Listener Ed. And they'll never really let you forget really. it either. <laughs> I felt like it had to be mentioned. Anyway, geez, I feel bad ragging on that guy. Yeah, wow. He, uh, Go, Schmo. He immediately it's says okay, it's, it's an, an, it was an incredible show. July 19th at Alpine Valley. The tour of the parking lot prior to the show was unbelievable. It had been raining all morning. The sun came out and it got hot and humid. Everybody had been drinking a lot. Let's just say for that July 19, 2008, the Alpine Valley parking lot became the intersection of Sodom and Gomorrah. The show, and as, as, as always, Listener Ed is really into the pre-show stuff, which is cool. Is they played ACDC's You Shook Me All Night Long to get the crowd pumped up. Then they played Hot, Hot, Hot. And then Jimmy took the stage alone to start the show. And this is a little different, isn't it? And then Jimmy was very loose with the comments when he came out as well as all throughout the night. Something we've noticed, I think, we've noticed more the last, you know, last year or two. He's getting looser and looser. It was just like the concert in Glendale... Arizona for the opening of the new Margaritaville. Jimmy was loose that day also. It was the old Jimmy. He wasn't patronizing the crowd. He was just having a good time and saying what was on his mind. Singing a rag on Listen Red for always spelled Margaritaville? Oh my god. (laughs) That's okay, Listen Red. Welcome to my world. Uh, Let's go into the set list, shall we? So this is weird. Why don't we get drunk? Okay. Was the first song? Oh, you meant song. Jimmy solo, I assume, on a you know acoustic guitar. Although I think the song has been over, overplayed over the years. This is listener Ed talking. Jimmy's solo version of the song on this tour was a very good performance, and sure was a surprise he opened the show with this one. And yeah, I agree. I think the. Uh, stated it. I'm sorry. The first time that he did "Why Don't We Get Drunk" as as the opening song was after the huge rainstorm in uh, Philadelphia, PA, at the end of the second leg. Listener Ed did say Jimmy stated that he needed to do the song to appease the rain gods of Alpine Valley. Second song was Homemade Music. Uh, Listener Ed says, I never really liked the song, even the original version on Hot Water. I did not like the Pine Knot version either. 
when they played it tonight, I thought it sounded pretty good. Uh, and this is this has been typical that song near the beginning, and then song three is another typical song to open up the show. Tiki Bar is open. This one was okay. It needed more horns. It needed Amy Lee and Tom Mitchell. I always enjoy watching John, Amy, and Tom on horns. That's listener Ed talking. This song has really been played a lot on this tour. Uh, song four, Fruitcakes. With the updated lyrics, it was a great performance of the song. The video screen showed the parties in the parking lot before the show. Did they do that for us, too? He didn't Can't do fruitcakes. He didn't do fruitcakes for us. Oh, anyway, yeah, he didn't do it for us. That's right. Because he didn't... Uh... He didn't want to be bothered writing uh, how depressed we are in Motown. <laughs> Our mayor's a criminal and a, and a pervert. The city council's on the take. The auto industry is in the dumps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He just could not figure out a rhyme. <laughs> then another staple of this tour, Song 5, Pencil Thin Mustache. Listener Ed says it's one of his favorite tunes. John Lovell's performance was outstanding. So Listener Ed likes the song to begin with. He likes the horns, which I agree with, but We've all said we've heard this a lot, but uh, whatever. Uh, six, great song here. Miss You So Badly. Great song, great performance. That's all Listener Ed said. And that's and uh, I agree with the same thing from uh, Pine Knob. Though it seems a little early in the show than usual, but I'm not sure. Then song seven, the typical what time is it song, five o'clock somewhere. Another great song. Mac was great with this one. And Mac does re- do a really good job on this. Now that I've been able to hear him sing it recently during the third leg of the tour, he does have a really good voice. And I, I agree. He does a great job. And then song eight, Changes in Latitudes. Jimmy and the band got the crowd rocking during this song. You'd, you'd have to be there to really get a sense of how the crowd was during this song. That's Lister Ed. Now I'm saying we had, uh, it doesn't sound like Jake Shimabalahala was there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. Okay, they had other guests this night. So, uh, this yeah, they did. They did the old-fashioned changes in latitudes. All right, song nine, "Cowboy in the Jungle." And listener Ed says, "I love the original from Samba Samba Sailor better. It just doesn't translate very well live for me." And I'm going to go on a limb and say it's it's a different kind of version than the album that was played that night, right? Yeah, Greg, your thoughts? Yeah. I agree with listener Ed. I like the album version much better. Yeah, I have to agree. When we heard it um, back in, I don't know what year it was, but at, at Pine Knob, it was closer to the album version. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do, I don't mind this new version, but if I had my choice, I'd go for the original, obviously. Oh, I, I like this just for a change of pace, and I, I think it's pretty good. I appreciate trying different versions. If I was going to choose one, I'd like the album version. But I love hearing it, so... After that uh, blockbuster, we go to song 10, Brown-Eyed Girl. <laughs> Mr. Red says, this one is always an Alpine Valley favorite. It Jimmy is. and the band rock this one. This song gets a crowd reaction that matches Margaret Hill. Oh, God. I started my wife's I'm computer this. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. Okay. Sorry. From now on, we have established that any extra noise is Greg's fault. Yep. Well, after the big brown-eyed girl, and I always appreciate it, then song 11 is Cheeseburger Paradise. The listener says it's a great performance of the song. Uh, yeah, I think it's straight ahead, probably. And Song 12, Come Monday. Never get tired of hearing this one, listener says. 
Jimmy did the beach band configuration with Mac, Ralph, and Robert, which was fantastic. The next song is One Particular Harbor. I sense we're getting near intermission. Jim, listen like to Ed, Mark, Mark's about Tahiti and how it inspired him to write this song. There was video footage of him in Tahiti from what looks like the mid to late 80s with the old band before the, the PM band joined. There was Sam Clayton, a young Mike Utley, and a young Robert G. I don't I would remember say that young video. Girl. I don't know how young they were. Do you guys remember that video? I think I know what he's talking about. Not at Pine Knob this year, do you? Yeah, wasn't it, was the, it in the, one particular harbor? Was it? We yeah, saw it like in Mount Pleasant a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what footage he's talking about because it's like the the album shoot. I mean, the album cover yeah. shoot. But exactly. I don't I don't recall seeing the video this year at Pine Island. Oh, you're right. I, I was just going to ask you the same thing. I don't recall it this year either. Or maybe I was just so transfixed by the stage that I didn't look at the video screens. But anyway, he does not on. go to intermission yet. He breaks out license hey. to chill. Scott wants to join. Ooh. Hey, Mike, add him in. I figure Mike has to be the one to call to add him into the conference. Oh, here we go. He's calling in. Okay. Yeah, I, I see. I'm going to answer. That's right. Well, wait a second. And hold the current help? call? No, I don't want to hold the current call. Hey! All right, who do we have? Mickey. Hi, I'm Joe's here. Greg is still held he's, remotely. Me and Mick. Why is yeah, Greg he is. And, and we lost Scott. Because you have to call him now. All right, I'll add him. He shouldn't have called us. You shouldn't have and answered. you probably have to click him. Okay, Greg's calling. Yeah. I got Scott incoming call, Greg Where's incoming Scott? call. Hey, I'm here. We're all here. So we're missing Greg? It says, yeah, Greg held remotely. I don't know what that means. Can't we just keep it this way? <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a lot less background noise, that's for sure. Oh, now Scott just disappeared. Worst podcast ever. This is our first attempt at Skype. First attempt at Skype. Are you hearing How's that? that? How's that? That's Scott. I just That's unplugged Scott. my headphones. Hey, Schmo's in this list. I'm hearing myself talk. What? What have I missed? We're going through Listener Ed's review of Alpine Valley and making fun of Greg. Yes, he was quite enthusiastic about that. Okay, so what are we doing? Finish up track 14. Let's do it. Oh, yeah we, yeah, we didn't get to the intermission. License to chill. Listener Ed remarks this performance of this song puts the Chicago DVD version to shame. So he okay, was listener, thumbs up. I, you know, I have missed some things, but was Listener Ed drunk? Because he was really enthusiastic about this concert. I don't know for sure, but my guess would be yes. <laughs> because when I was listening to this concert, you know, I wasn't, I didn't, I mean, it was okay. But maybe because I wasn't there. Yeah, but it's the greatest venue ever. (laughs) As stated by? The world. People that live in Wisconsin. Okay. Now I'm on the same page. Now we're at intermission. Yeah, and and it's very rare for an intermission. Yeah, this is the first first intermission of the tour. In fact, I think Steve Huntington made a comment about that when they did go to break. He made a point of... uh, of uh, notice, noticing it. They played the Sports Illustrated video. They didn't do that for it. Well, of course, we just said that. They didn't have intermission. Duke's on Sunday video. I didn't know there was a video. Yeah, I've been hearing that when they've been going to intermission, but 
have no idea what the video looks like. Yeah, and another Saturday night video. Isn't that a, isn't that a concert video? Mr. Ed did note that I could not understand why the roadies were reconfiguring Gunthies. He says Gunthies. Drum kit. Gooth. Gooth. Sorry. Oh, what the hell. Sorry. Make it stop. Please make it stop. <laughs> what? Who did that? Greg's been doing that shit all night. Knock that shit off. Let me lay a, lay, let me lay a little knowledge on you, Scott. Any background noise? It's Greg. Okay. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. We just had to deal with two hours of him putting his kids to bed. <laughs> but if they weren't in bed in five minutes, he was going to, I don't know, do something. Let's go back to the intermission. <laughs> We're still in intermission. This is the longest. Is everybody going to the bathroom? They're reconfiguring Gunthy's drum kit. You don't usually make big changes to a drum kit during intermission like they're changing this one. Soon, I soon found out why. Exclamation point times 12. And then this is what we were confused when we were listening to it, right? Yeah. Well, I was confused the, why they the were boat. playing music during the... They were playing songs, you know, other songs during the concert. And then uh, when they came back, they were doing Hey Bo Diddley, number 15, Bo the Diddley boat. Tribute. Yeah, Bo Diddley Tribute. And I'm stupid yeah. enough to think and that, hey, oh, wow, that means they might have Bo Diddley as a guest, completely forgetting that he had died at the beginning of the month. <laughs> you know... We were drunk. I was. I say it. we were. I was drunk that night, and I remember. I remember something about Mick saying, "I think Bo Diddley's there." And it wasn't like till the next day when I remembered Mick say that, and I realized, wait, didn't Bo Diddley just die? Yeah, not he, long ago. He died on June second at the age of seventy nine, after months of ill health, according to MSNBC.com. This will make your show notes real easy. Yep. So they played eight. Hey, Bo Diddley, and Jimmy started talking about the death of Bo Diddley and was going to do a tribute. I looked on the stage, and the guy in the red shirt looked familiar. Was it? Yes, it was. Fingers Taylor on stage. I could not believe it. So we have shared this uh, respect for Fingers Taylor with listener Ed over our years and years of podcasting. And, uh, of course, Fingers has showed up a couple times for us, but I guess not for listener Ed, probably. So uh, he was very happy, and the performance of Hey Bo Diddley was absolutely incredible. Jimmy, Mac, Ralph Fingers, Cedric Burnside, and Lightning Malcolm. From the Juke Joint duo. Just put on one hell of a performance. Fingers was just unbelievable. Uh, let's pause for a second. Juke Joint duo. What exactly is that? Fingers and a couple guys? Uh, no, because it's a duo. Well... <laughs> Work it out. Fingers, fingers plus the duo. I said couple. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, you fingers said who's the duo? No, the duo is Cedric Burnside and Lightning Malcolm. Okay, with finger. Okay. That's what I meant. Listen to what I say, not what you hear. <laughs> That's a classic line. Get that one in the liner notes. I don't even know Show what I notes. said. This was an inc- incredible performance. It was just fingers, Cedric and Malcolm. What can I say? It was just drums, guitar, and harmonica, and they filled Alpine Valley with an incredible wall of sound. I was speechless. And the and song... we did comment. On... Go ahead. The song they played is called "Skinny Woman." No one actually—I don't think anybody's actually said the name of the song, but according to the uh, no, it, 
to Buffett sites, it's called Skinny Woman. So, has Jimmy and the band ever left the stage and handed the crowd of 40000 to another band? If not, this has got to be a first. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, too. He did that Elo Ferrer. Um, he left the stage so Elo Ferrer could sing a song, but I don't know if Elo Ferrer, this is last year, if he brought his own band. I kind of doubt it. So, this could be a first. Oh, you can download and, Skinny Woman right now. I'm going to do that right you can download it from Amazon, iTunes, or Seven Digital. It just, just lists at freaky photos of real, real thin women. <laughs> well, now we lost Joe for the remainder of the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is gross. No. So, the Juke Joint Duo plays to forty thousand people, and I think at least part of the band comes back on for Ass in the Hole. Mac did a fabulous job on this one. As Jimmy promised, Spring Break Johnny came out of his shell. What, what, what does that mean? Johnny Lovell. Johnny Lovell. Okay. That song was uh, has been fun to hear. I guess that's it. I'll go to number eight. Track 18, as they say. Stars on the Water. And I knew before I read the the next line. I know listener Ed loves this song, so listener Ed says. Hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I did a little more research. It was that actual that Skinny Woman song was written by R. L. Bernstein. Cedric Bernstein is the grandson of the legendary R. L. Bernstein, who is the son of the drummer Calvin Johnson. Who is widely regarded as one of the best drummers in the world? Wide receivers at <laughs> Detroit Lions. He began touring with his grandfather at age 13, playing wow. drums for Big Daddy on the stages around the globe. Cedric was born in 1978 and raised around Mississippi. That's kind of He's interesting. 14 years younger than me. <laughs> I need another He's... frugal margarita. In 2006, he was featured in the movie Black Snake Moan, playing drums with Samuel L. Jackson. In 2005, they released the first album, Jute Joint Dance Party. It was number one requested artist on XM Satellite Radio. All right. Just thought I'd share that. When last we Anyway, I'm going to have to ask in the hole. No, middle of 18. Okay, star. Yeah, you're right. Stars in the water, and like I said, I knew this was one of Listener Ed's favorites, and he says it is. Listener Ed says this is one of Listener Ed's favorite songs, and I, I, Listener Ed is now speaking in the third person about himself. Yeah, what is he like? Uh, Jimmy <laughs> <All> right, <Seinfeld. laughs> Jimmy <okay>. like. <laughs> <laughs> Listener Ed's favorite song. The PM band rocked this one out, but I will have to say the best live performance this song was on Live by the Bay. And uh, I just applaud his Listener Ed's honesty and consistency, and I agree. Fingers rocked this one. If only Josh Leo could be here. Right before the song started, started <laughs> I've had, have I mentioned I've had a few frugal margaritas? <laughs> Right it's before this song, you haven't started. been frugal with your margaritas. That's part of the problem. If you were more frugal, fingers was doing a shot of something with either Mac or Peter. I could not tell. Salute. So, 
a good song, good tune all the way around, and uh, I'm on the same page with Listen Red on this song. I don't know about everybody else. Song 19. Oh, act- I forgot what song you were talking so long. <laughs> Stars, I'm reading these words. Stars on the water. Plus, I did all my added extra stuff. All right, song 19. Son of a son of a sailor. Mr. Ed remarks, Jimmy talks about the Navy and visiting the troops. They showed video footage of Jimmy and Max's visit to the sailors on the HSS Harry S. Truman. HSS? Again, fingers was just great. <laughs> what did I say? The HSS? USS. Uh, USS. Harry U. Truman. God damn it. USS Harry S. Truman. Have I mentioned I've had a few frugal margaritas? Again, fingers was just great. I repeated myself. Where was I? Song 20, I think. We're heading to song 20. Everybody, welcome to song 20. Volcano. Fingers was out of control on this one. He did an outstanding performance. <laughs> Having Fingers on stage really had a positive effect on the band. Every time he was out there, the rest of the band would just turn it up a notch. He would walk around while playing and just look at another band member, and that member just <laughs> that uh, band that member just would just pour their heart and soul into that particular song they were playing. <laughs> hey, look. If you mentioned Mick you can back me up. That's easy no, for no, you no, to wait, say. Wait. Maybe Lister Ed had a few too because Yeah, there are a lot of justs in that I mean, sentence. Yeah, yeah. There, there are you. there are a lot of justs. But I appreciate Lister Ed's exuberance for fingers playing on these songs and And I appreciate your use of the word exuberance in your uh in your current state right now. <laughs> Very good. Okay, we're well, then let's move on to Song number 21, Making Music for Money. Mr. Ed says, I will have to say that I did not care for Nadir's version of the song from the Pine Knob concert. He must not if he's going to call her Nader. (laughs) Yeah, I always thought that only Jimmy should perform songs from the A1AL. Hey, he's got a point there, but however, however, he only said it once. I said it twice. (laughs) Nadir, uh, really belted out the lyrics on this performance. I think it was because Fingers was also on stage. Fingers rocked this one. <laughs> okay. I, I, I see a theme here. <laughs> yes, but, hey, um, I, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just talk for a minute to Mr. Ed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> why don't you talk? All right, we all have to, we have to hang up and uh, let you talk to Lister Ed for a while. I hope Lister Ed is still looking at Tina. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> wow, that was less than a minute. <laughs> I need another uh, margarita. <laughs> all right, so uh, the next song. I mean, does anybody have anything to say? I keep reading this damn note. I don't have the email in front of me. I can't get to my well, email. Any reaction to what I'm saying, if you can decipher it? Song 22, (laughs) Schoolboy Heart. Lister Ed's uh, prose says... He has prose? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to find other ways to say what he said. Wow! Exclamation point. This was another great performance. The band was in sync and everyone just rocked this one. Of course, we all know what Mike says on this. He didn't move. 
Absolutely nothing. The next track is number 23 on this list. It's in the city. The vocal harmonies were just fantastic on this one. This is another example of the band just being in sync tonight. Like Max comments about the first time his picture was taken in public after leaving Mississippi. And I quote, quote, It was the second time a McAnally had his picture taken, and there was no Bible in one hand and a shotgun in the other. Unquote. I have no recollection of this song. Next track. Next track. That song, whatever, 24. A Pirate Looks at 40. Listener Ed Green marks a great live performance with the added treat of Fingers on stage. I can't say it enough. Fingers just made the song extra special. <laughs> or you could say extra special. <laughs> How did Listener Ed spell it? Special? <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, it's Listener Ed's fault. <laughs> no, he didn't. Number 25, Band Intros. <laughs> Track 25. I don't know this song. Okay, That's... Jimmy talked about the article. In... Oh, hey, 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 hey. Jimmy talked about the article in, in, in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel on the band. Yeah. During the band intros. And I don't, of course, remember that. Cool, because we've mentioned it on our podcast already. Track number 26, Far Side of the World, a favorite of Scott's, I think. A great performance along with video footage from Jimmy's trip to Cambodia or Vietnam. I thought that was cool at our at our show. I like the footage. makes it a little more personable, I, and I really do like that song. Track number 27 for this show is Southern Cross, one of the staples lately. I never get tired of this one, says Listener Ed. They always do a great job with this song, and having fingers on stage gives it that extra touch of class. Well, he got fingers a lot. I know, that's what I was thinking. How come fingers stayed for the the entire second half, and we only got them for, like, three songs? Track number 28 of this Alpine Valley show was Margaretville. The crowd just went wild during this one. Fingers is playing on one of Otley's keyboards during the song. And him and Utley were having a great time. Jimmy added the lost verse. Good for him. Yay! Track number 29 from this show is Finn's. Another great Fingers performance. So Fingers played on Finn's. Now I'm really yeah, officially this, jealous of this is the Chicago, song, too. This is the song I wanted to hear him play in, at Pine Knob. And, of course, Pirate Looks at 40. That and yep. Finn's. Okay, track number 30 <laughs> is Rainy Day Women. The band just let loose with this one. It was a great, great performance. Again, Fingers just rocked. He poured everything he had into this song. John Lovell also did a great job on this song. All right. I'm going to let you guys discuss the song because I hate the damn song, and I'm going to go take a whiz. Even talking about it, he has to flee to the restroom. I'm right there with him, and I don't even have to pee. Yeah, you mean not figuratively. Not my favorite. <laughs> I'm back. Yay! What song are we on? The last one. Track number 31 from this night, Distantly in Love. I was very impressed with Jimmy's performance on this song. Jimmy can do what he wants. He owns the songs, but I always thought they should sound like the original. With Distantly in Love, it sounded very much like the original version and was just a great performance. But distantly, distantly in love was uh, 
<laughs> no, it was good to hear. Now, let's uh, succumb some more to listener Ed's musings. He says his best performances from this night was what? He what's a guess? The number one best performance of the night. Who do you I, think has the best performance? I'm gonna go down the limb and think maybe fingers. There we go. Briggs Taylor for Here Comes Bo Diddley, Rainy Day Women, and Making Music for Fun. He also lists Mac for Ass in the Hole, John Lovell on Pencilton Mustache and Rainy Day Women, and Jimmy with Distantly in Love. <laughs> Jimmy's on the list, number four, for his own show. Best song, Schoolboy Heart, In the City, Here Comes Bo Diddley, Come Monday Changes. Listener Ed can say that out of all the live Buffett or buffet concerts I have been to and seen on DVD, this concert was the best. Watching figures performing on stage was an unforgettable experience. And then, here we go, finally, after all this, P.S. Tina looked great. And there is our report from Alpine Valley by the uh, cherished listener Ed. <laughs> Um, they, if you look, it, like I'm reading on the conference call thing on Skype, you can see, you know, somebody's volume. Yeah. And Mickey, Mickey and Joe always have um, volume where Mike and Greg and I, when we're not talking, we have no volume. Now, I'm using the, uh, um, my mics that are in the, you know, laptop, the stereo mics. Okay, well, let me plug in the external so, mic. Uh, no, don't even do that. Hello, hello, hello. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, jeez. Yep. Oh, I plugged in. Perfect. Why didn't you do that like yep. five hours ago? Podcast. Oh, oh I was God. testing. Everything I was sounds testing. Testing. Oh, everything. Hello, clear. hello. This is perfect. You know, I wonder if it's the ceiling fan that's like a few feet from the uh, laptop. Now I'm, a, I'm an external. Oh, thing. man, uh, this I is go. ideal. Just now, it's perfect. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all okay. right, our test. Let's, right. let's our start test over. Works. Track one. Start over again. Song one. <laughs> the year is 2008. <laughs> it's now the 31st of July. <laughs> You're wasted not, away in the North Coast. And it only took us this long to, to uh, work out the uh, logistics on the podcast. Hey, I, I want the record to show that I figured it out. All that extra noise in the background was Cho. Oh man, this could have been a perfect recording here. Damn it! Well, see, I, I didn't hear. I don't hear myself at all. <laughs> I thought you didn't listen to us talk while you were during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We Joe's try not of, to hear. I missed. What's that? See. That's life. Hey, you guys want to talk about uh, your Houston uh, adventure? Uh, Warning. Roger <laughs> Klein Love Fest. Yeah. It just comes down, to, comes down to this. Roger Klein played in Houston, like usual. It, Mike was already down there. Mike Mike was already working down in Houston, So, and due to his insecurities, he didn't want to go to a show alone. <laughs> he arranged a head. It's funny because it's truly it's Shmo. Come down, fly down to Houston through Hurricane Valley, stay at the same hotel, go to the same show with Mike in just some bar in Houston, the Continental Club, to see Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. And uh, there's a little Texas saloon 
It should have been in black and white, I swear to God. Yeah, it was a movie. Could have been a movie. So. Yeah. Um, I think the quote of the night was after Roger many times from the stage twice, and then after the show again, told Mike that his shirt was the oldest school shirt. Uh, Never failed. Reminded him that we were from a podcast from Michigan, and he, he remembered. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At first he said, uh, "I called you from Chicago or something." He said, "No, it was Iowa." And he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a storm, and then our brakes froze after the show." And uh, he's talking about our podcast, and then he asked, uh, he asked us, "What the hell are you doing in Houston, Texas?" <laughs> Which we didn't really have a good answer. <laughs> no, we didn't. Well, no, Mike had a good answer. I, I had a good down. I had no good answer, other than I flew down here so I could see you. <laughs> and then, as we, what was funny is that we walked away. He finally remembered. He thought he remembered the name of our podcast and said, and just screamed out. Waste away on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, we had the heart to, to correct him. He was so proud of himself. And we were so happy that he got it that close. Yeah. Yes. And uh, what about the beer, the beer story? Oh, oh yeah, 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 the, the uh, Dos Equis that we ordered. The Dos, Dos Equis we ordered from the, uh, the bartender. He opened them up for us, but then the, uh, the band jumped in and grabbed our beers. Yeah, so our Roger drank my beer and someone else drank mine. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, basically, it's almost like you Ashley. kissed. <laughs> the part the bartender did come up and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot your. I got to get your your beers here. Uh, the band took your beers." He yeah. All right, we'll let it slide. Well, what was it like flying through the hurricane? Did you uh, did you actually hit any bad weather? It was like the outskirts. It was like tropical storm weather, and uh, it wasn't fun landing in Houston on Wednesday. Uh, as Dolly was hitting landfall uh, in the what I would say the west south, no, the south very south Gulf point there yeah. near uh, uh, Brownsville Corpus Christi. Yeah, in and Brownsville it was where it hit landfall, and that's like on the border of Texas and Mexico. Yeah. On the western side of the Gulf Coast. So, uh, I just hit some weird weather. It wasn't fun landing because there was turbulence, like, all through the landing. It's basically, it's like tropical storm level, uh, like a lighter tropical storm. It's not, it wasn't hurricane force, but it was... It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't hurricane warning, it was tropical storm warning. But it wasn't pleasant. No. I don't know about Mike yet. When I left, it was late, and leaving was all right. I guess, I guess it was a little turbulent. Well, for me, but landing was fun. I had a I had a two hour delay getting out of there. Now Joe got okay. out right on time, no problem. Like a well, no, about a half hour. Yeah, yeah. But the plane coming in was a half hour late, so we we took a half hour to get going. So, so time I left later. But Mike day, had it worse. Yeah. So. That's because that hurricane came around and then stayed there and just poured rain everywhere. Yeah. And the clouds just hit all the way over to Houston. But other than that, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. It, though I thought for sure Roger Klein would play Dolly. And he didn't play for a few nights later when the hurricane kind of moved into Arizona. And he was in Arizona. So then he played it. 
But that's our boring hurricane story. Woo! How about it, y'all? <laughs> Motherfucking Jimmy Buffett! Well, well, well. <laughs>